This is one question that has been asked of me several times, and let's say we have a table of records like this. How do we add pagination, uh, sortable columns, and searching all on one page and all done through Ajax with unobtrusive JavaScript? These are all pretty common features of administration type pages, but how do we put these all together? Now I've covered each of these topics individually in previous episodes, but sometimes it can be difficult to bring all these features together. And how do we make it all Rails 3 compatible and done through Ajax? Now since the sortable table columns are the most complex part of this, I'm just going to build off of an earlier episode number 228 where I show you how to build sortable table columns. But this isn't through Ajax, but that's okay. We're just going to build off this project as a starting point. And here's what that application looks like. It's just a Rails 3 application where we have some sortable columns and it's not done through Ajax and it also doesn't have pagination or a search functionality. So let's add uh, both pagination and search first and then since we're doing Ajax unobtrusively, let's add that later. Let's first start off with pagination because it's very easy to add using the will paginate gem. So just go into your gem file and add will paginate in here. However, this version is not compatible with Rails 3, so you'll need to use the pre-release version, which is currently 3.0 pre 2. There we go. And then be sure to run the bundle command to get everything installed, and then restart your server. After that, just go to the index action of your controller and then perform the paginate command there. So we'll just call paginate, and for our per page limit option, we'll just say, let's do five per page so that we can see the pagination. And the um, page option will just be the page parameter. And then inside the view, we'll just add our pagination links. We'll paginate products. Very easy. And then when we reload our index page here, you can see there's our pagination links that just work like magic. Now there's no Ajax functionality yet, but let's just get our search working next. Now whenever you're unsure of how to do something, I encourage you just to search for previous Railscast episodes. In this case, I have one on searching. Uh, there's a simple search form, which I covered over three years ago, but it's still very applicable today. So we'll just copy and paste most of, most of this code here. So we have our search form here, and then we'll just paste that into our index template here. And our model is called products, so we will need to go to the products path instead of projects. And the only other change we'll need to make is to add an equal sign here at the beginning of the form to make this Rails 3 compatible. Another thing we need to do is inside our controller, just call search on the model. So in our products controller, we'll just paste in that code and notice we're calling order on this. So whatever search is returning needs to be a scope and not the completed array of records. And then finally, we just need to add the search class method to our model here. So here's our product model. We'll just paste this code in here. And this will need to change up quite a bit because it's doing a find all and this is not Rails 3 compatible anymore. Instead, we can use the new uh, Rails 3 query syntax, which is just where, which is a lot nicer. I really enjoy the new active record syntax here. Um, for find all, this we could just change to all. However, that's going to return an array of records and actually perform the query. We want to return a scope instead so that uh, we can add more uh, calls to it later on. So instead of calling all here, we can just call scoped, which will do just what we want. It'll just do an empty scoped so that it just is like calling all, except it doesn't perform the actual query. 
Oh, and by the way, if you notice here, I'm just doing a simple search on the name column in our table. You might want to do a full text search engine here instead, such as Sphinx. And I have done episodes on Thinking Sphinx in the past, which I recommend you check out. Okay, let's give this a try. If we just hit reload here, there's our nice search form. Just type in a search and it works pretty awesome. However, there's a couple things that we need to fix here. One problem is that when we click a different column here to sort it, it forgives our search, search term. Uh, another problem is that if we try to do a search now, you see it reverts back to the name sort column. So we need to have some more persistence between choosing sorting columns and searching. So in order to get the sorting to persist when performing a search, we'll need to pass in the sort parameters as hidden fields. So let's add a couple of hidden fields to this form here. So we'll just do hidden field tag, and then we'll just call it um, direction, and we'll just pass in the direction parameter. And the other one is just called sort, and that holds the sorting column. Uh, I think that's it. However, we still need to get the search to persist when we click the sort link. To do that, we'll need to actually change where the sort link is created. So as you can see here, we have the sortable helper, which we created in episode 228, and we have this link, which adds that sortable link. Now, in order to uh, get the search to persist, we just have to add search as a parameter here in this link. However, that means if we add any other search parameters, we're going to have to change this method every time, and that is um, a lot of dependencies between this helper method and our current page. Now in Rails 2, you can get by with something called overwrite params. So you just add overwrite params here, and that would pretty much work. However, this was removed in Rails 3. So we have to find a different solution. And actually, I find what works pretty well in most cases is just doing params merge, and then just merging those hash conditions onto there. So this way, all the additional parameters that are outside of this sorting uh, will just be carried across. However, we don't want the page number to be carried across because we always want sorting to start at page one when we change the sort direction. So we'll just say page is nil. There we go. All right, let's try this out. If we click on a sorting column here, then we try to perform a search. You can see that the sorting was persistent. And if we try clicking on a different sorting column, you can see our search persisted as well. All right, now that we've got sorting, searching, and pagination all functioning properly, let's add some AJAX so this all happens behind the scenes without the page actually reloading. However, I encourage you to ask yourself, will AJAX really improve the user experience? Oftentimes, I find it's better just to stop at this point because adding some AJAX, well, it's difficult to make the back button and the bookmarks behave correctly. So you might just want to stop here. But for those situations where Ajax really will improve the user experience, uh, let's continue on and I'll show you how to add that into here as well. Now I'm a fan of jQuery, so I'm going to use that here. And the easiest way I found to install jQuery in Rails 3 is through this gem called jQuery Rails. So just add that to your gem file and then uh, do the bundle command. So once you've done that, just run the Rails G jQuery install command uh, to get it installed. Now when you run this command, you might get this error complaining about a site certificate failed. And I expect this to be fixed very soon, but if it's not, if you're still getting this error, here's a quick workaround. To get by this, just open up your application config file and temporarily add this line right here near the top of the file. Uh, I say temporary, so make sure to remove this after you successfully run the generator command. So we'll try running this command again. You can see we get a little constant warning, but that'll be fine and it should just all work. There's a conflict, but that's okay. We'll just replace, and there we go, it worked. 
So now that we have jQuery installed, we can add some Ajax. And the first step is to identify what part of the page you want to update through Ajax. In this case, we want to update this entire table with the pagination links here. And we just need just to move this into a partial. So let's call it uh, products. And we'll just fix up this code a little bit here. And we'll also wrap this in a div. Let's call it uh, ID products so that we can reference it. Now we can go into our application JS file and just add some jQuery code here to add the Ajax functionality. So let's first make sure the DOM is loaded. And then we want to um, add some Ajax. Let's start off with the sorting links. So under the products div, there's a th and anchor tag inside of there. And so for all of these, we want to add some Ajax. So let's say when it's clicked uh, through the live event, if we get a click event there, and the reason I'm using live here instead of just click directly is so that when these links are updated through Ajax, it will uh, properly update this um, JavaScript code as well. So let's add a function callback inside of here. And when this happens, we'll just call get script, and then we'll just trigger uh, this.href, which will be the URL that of the link that they clicked. And then uh, we'll just return false. So that's a very simple way to make a link into an Ajax link. And just a little tidying up here. Uh, there we go. So if we try reloading our page here and then clicking these sortable links, well, they're not going to work because uh, we're sending an Ajax request and we expect some JavaScript in response, but we currently don't have uh, a JavaScript template on our index action. Well, that's easy enough to add. We'll just go to our products views directory, add a new file here called index.js.erb. So in this response, we just want to update our products div and render that products partial. So to do that, we'll just grab our products div, update the HTML inside of here to be our partial. So we'll escape JavaScript first and then render our products partial. There we go. And now it should magically, yep, just starts working. And this is all done through Ajax. Notice the URL is not changing. The beautiful thing about this is that it's super easy just to make any other links Ajax as well. So if we just go to our application JavaScript file, we can add whatever other links we want. So let's make pagination Ajax by simply calling products, pagination, and then any anchor tag inside of there. So we'll hit reload here, and now pagination is all just Ajax as well. Notice the URL is not changing, so it all works. Now the final thing we need to turn into Ajax is this form here. And currently there's no way to easily identify this, so let's just call um, ID on here and let's assign an ID called products search. So now inside of our application JavaScript file, we can just find this form, product search, and then listen to the submit event on there and add a little callback so that we can use an Ajax request inside of here. So in jQuery, we can use the git function uh, to use the action call. Um, this dot action will be the URL for the form. And then we want to serialize all the attributes. So uh, we'll say this dot serialize. That way it'll submit all the form variables in there as well, the form fields. And then the next very uh, attribute is null. And then the final thing is just script. So that'll basically expect a script in response so that it runs that script when it returns. And then we'll just return false here so the real form doesn't get submitted and then just clean this up a little bit. 
Let's try this out. We can reload the page here, submit our search, and notice it works without any URL changes because it's going through Ajax. And we can even easily change this to a live search so that it automatically updates with each key press. Um, now there are more efficient ways to do this, but this makes a nice little demo. So I recommend checking out some jQuery plugins for this. But if we just listen for the input fields uh, key up event, and then just updating this. So actually what we want to do is use the product search form here so that it always uses the search form and not the input field here because this always refers to the input field. So if we call attribute, there we go. Now it will use the search form. All right, so now when we go to our page and we just type in a search, it automatically updates without us having to submit the form. And like I said, if you really want to do this on a real production site, you probably want to use some kind of plugin. I think there is a jQuery plugin called Live Search, which will do this. Now there is one little bug that we introduced by adding this Ajax here, and that is our persistence with our sorting won't stay anymore when we do another search. So if we do our search, notice the sorting goes back to the old one. And that's because these hidden fields here for the sorting in the form are not automatically updated when the Ajax is updated. So what we need to do is actually move these into this products partial. So let's move this products partial into the form here and then move this into the partial. So we'll just paste this at the top here, really anywhere we'll do. And that's it. Should work now. And that's it. We're done. We now have a nice admin interface with pagination, uh, sorting, and searching all done through Ajax. I uh, hope you found this useful.